Welcome to Bollywood is for Lovers, part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. I'm Erin Fraser. And I'm Matt Bose. In this episode, we will be recapping the most notable Bollywood films of the back half of 2017, from July to December. Before we begin, we would like to respectfully acknowledge that we record this podcast on Treaty 6 territory, traditional lands of First Nations and Métis people. We are back at it, Matt. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've made it through the holidays, which is a very busy time of year for us. The worst time of year, actually. <laughs> we've uh, settled into 2018. I got sick, as always, and it always slows down our podcasting schedule in the new year. Um, and feeling, life. <laughs> and life, yeah. Um, but I'm feeling a lot better. I'm still a little sniffly. And I'm ready to talk about about a lot of Bollywood movies. Good. Uh, So, in this episode, we're going to be covering um, kind of the most notable Bollywood releases from July to December 2017. We already did an episode that covers uh, the first six months of the year, that covers January to June. So, if you'd like to hear our takes on films like Raiz and Rangoon and Tube Light, you can go listen to that episode. We'll leave a link to it in the show notes. Now, this year... I don't think this has been the best year for Bollywood, personally. No, not as good as last year. Definitely not as good as the year before that. Yeah, I think there's been kind of a lot of releases that we were anticipating that kind of, you know, just didn't just didn't feel up to snuff. And the one we wanted to see the most didn't even come out in 2017. No, uh, that would be Padmavati, uh, which is now being changed to Padmavat. And we'll be out in a couple weeks, so we will finally get to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it leaves a big hole in, in, in this year. You know, there's a big body size hole, um, you know, at, at, at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. December's, I mean, there's only one notable film that we're really discussing from December. You need that big blockbuster at the end of the year to kind of wrap it all up. Yeah, and we do have Tigers into Hay. Um, but, you know, it still feels like we're missing that Sanjay Leela Bansali epic romance. Mm-hmm. Uh the, all that being said, you know, while I think some of kind of the the bigger films underperformed, the big star films, yeah, there's a lot of smaller hidden gems uh, that really surprised me in mm-hmm. this in this back half of the year that I'm really I'm really excited to just kind of give a, a shout out to. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you feel about this year? Yeah, um, I thought it was interesting to see genres being played with. Mm-hmm. Um, something like Jagajesus is a kids movie. It's a musical. It's an adventure movie, and I think maybe it didn't stick the landing on any of those. But I still quite enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, you see, Raiz is you know your classic masala um, gangster movie. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really work that well. But then Daddy, which comes out in the back half of the year, does it quite well. So I feel like. Um, and we have a prison drama on this list too, which I don't, I can't think of any other Bollywood prison film. Mm-hmm. The the big stars kind of flopped, mm. apart from Salman. Yeah, I think he did quite well at the well, end of the year. <laughs> at the end of the year, Two Blade is another story. Yeah, yeah, but we've covered that. Yeah. So um, yeah, interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I'm definitely very curious about a few things coming out in 2018, but uh, um, yeah, on the whole. I feel like it was a little bit lacking in 2017. Yeah, me too. Uh, so we'll start things off with talking about Mom. It came out on July 7th. It's directed by Ravi Udiwar, 
And it stars Sri Devi, Akshay Khanna, Nawazuddin Siddiqui, and Sejal Ali. Uh, this is a rape revenge film, mm-hmm. um, which is a genre that, you know, I I would never say I like. It's weird to say you like. Yeah, but I have a lot of experience with it. It's weird. Like, it's the genre that can't speak its name because you can't really say like, oh man, I really love rape revenge movies. Yeah. I, oh, I was once in a, this is an aside, but I was once in a class in university and... I gave a presentation, I think about, like, Catherine Brea's Bluebeard or something. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe it was a Jean Renoir film. I gave a presentation about something, um, and I remember afterwards, uh, one of my classmates, who, who was quite a bit younger than me, turning to me and telling me how much he loved French movies, and his all-time favorite movie was Irreversible, um, which, if you know anything about rape revenge films... Irreversible is the rape revenge film. If you don't, that's a really weird movie to have as your favorite movie. Yeah, and I was just like, don't ever talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't talk to me. Uh, anyways, Mom Mom is not irreversible. It's it's a much milder film. Uh, Sri Devi uh, is, a, is a wife and a mother. Um, she's married. She has one child herself with her husband, and then she has a stepdaughter played by Sejal Ali. And there, there's tension there because... Um, She's not her actual mom, and so mm-hmm. kind of Sage Ali uh, resists the ways in which Sri Devi tries to parent her. Uh, so one night, Sage Ali gets permission to go to a party, and she never comes home. Hmm. And it turns out that she had been abducted, sexually assaulted, and left in a gutter. She thankfully survives, and uh, you know points the finger to her. Um, Assault to those who assaulted her, it goes to trial and they get off. So then Sri Devi takes it upon herself to bring them down. She mm-hmm. hires Nawazuddin Siddiqui as a private eye to find out where they are and what they're doing. And then she kind of covertly and creatively kills them using very like mom tactics, um, <laughs> like creating poison out of apples. Oh, okay. Yeah. Out of apple seeds? Out of apple so seeds. So you can make sarin gas. Exactly. Out of it. Yeah. 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 Uh, actually, it's not like. She baked an apple pie that had poison in it. No, no. <laughs> um, actually, kind of plays a police officer who who factors into the case and also kind of starts to figure out like, oh, all these all these guys that were pegged in this sexual assault case are now getting killed off, and this must be connected. Rather than saying, oh well, <laughs> he decides to investigate. I I would say that despite the difficult subject matter, I did quite like the film. I don't think that it makes. Um, a spectacle out of sexual assaults. I don't think it glorifies sexual assaults, and I don't think it's exploitative. I think um, it kind of has its its feet on the ground in in a in a good way. It's interesting to see a rape revenge movie where the main character is not the person who was attacked, or her father, or her father. It's usually yeah. if it's a woman, she herself is going out and doing things like high speed on your grave, for instance. Yeah. Or thriller. They call her one eye. Yeah. Miss forty five. Miss forty five. Yeah. There's a lot of Woman being driven mad by getting raped. Yeah. Whereas this is someone who is doing it to save her child, and not even her child. Yeah, or or it's a man in the woman's life, as you see in Irreversible. Um, with Virgin Spring. The Virgin Spring, of course. The classic um, revenge thriller, The Virgin Spring. And, and Look death- it up. Look it up, kids. <laughs> the Virgin Spring. And Death Witch, with I, which I think is kind of um, the prototype for a lot of these. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Yeah, so I, I do appreciate that, you know, this very much, this film is very much about women taking control of these issues and, and their reactions to them. So overall, I liked it. And I think, yeah, making it about motherhood is a good and um, worthwhile spin on the genre if you're going to do it. Yeah, so uh, when you're looking this one up, it is not a Hindi remake of uh, Darren Aronofsky's Mother. <laughs> no, it's not. It's complete- And it came out months before Mother. <laughs> so he actually kind of bit its style. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so I do... I do give it a, you know, a recommendation, um, you know, a moderate recommendation. It's 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 good. Trigger warning. But it didn't, you know, it didn't rock my world. Yeah. Uh, unlike our next film. Uh, Jagged Jesus, yeah. So we've talked about Jagged Jesus quite extensively mm-hmm. on the 44th episode of this podcast, Life in a Red Circle, where we examine it uh, alongside some other Enric Bassi movies. Um, in brief, though, we both really like this movie. Yeah. Um, it was not very successful at the box office, but I feel like it could have crossover potential. Like, it could be found as sort of a, um, not so much an oddity, but for people who like foreign films mm. here in North America, they might find, oh, wow. Like uh, like Johnny Toe's Office, which mm. shares a similar... <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> structural thing in that it's a musical through and through. Right. You might find it later on like, wow, it's actually kind of amazing that they're able to pull this off. I think this could develop a cult following. Mm-hmm. It stars Rambir Kapoor as um, a as a teen detective who's trying to ta- track down his um, father, um, plays by, played by Swasta Chatterjee. Uh, Tutti Futi is his character's name. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he kind of teams up with Katrina Cave, who is a journalist and also kind of a writer who recounts his adventures in children's book. And it is a sung through musical, which is super unique for Bollywood. Because mm-hmm. um, I actually wouldn't consider most Bollywood films musicals. No, they have musical sequences. This one is a musical. This, yeah, this one is, is a musical. One of the best and, musicals I've ever seen. Yeah, and it has some of the, the greatest dancing and the best songs of, of Bollywood this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Galti Say Mistake is like an instant classic for me. I Unfortunately, some of the songs we like the best mm-hmm. aren't actually available as YouTube videos mm-hmm. or um, uh, as uh, as uh, downloads. Like the one where he's investigating this woman who's jumped out of a clock tower and all of his school friends are kind of like around too. Mm-hmm. Like he's using them as his memory palace basically. Yeah. That was a great scene, but you can't really find it anywhere. So we actually bought this on Blu-ray. Yeah. And as much as I like it, I will say that it does feel a little unfinished. Mm-hmm. And a little kind of muddled. Like, I, I think they needed another pass at, at editing it and tidying it up. But they were still working on it, like, I weeks know. up before it came out. So. But it's an ambitious film, and I think one that deserves to be seen. Um, it's a, it's... It's probably the best I've ever seen Rambir Kapoor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like I him agree. the best in this. He's, this and Barfi, so I, he works well with Basu. I think so, too. And he works well doing physical comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I... I, I I just don't think you can dismiss this film. Like, it, it might be um, a bit, you know, it might not come together completely, but it's a really interesting ride, and you have to admire its ambition. It's a super interesting failure. Exactly. Yeah. Well, but I hesitate to call it a failure. Yeah. Well, it fell at the box office. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that came out on July 14th. 
And then on July 21st, uh, the controversial Lipstick Under My Burka finally released in India. By Alankrita Srivastava. And we've also talked about this yes. one quite extensively. So check out uh, Supplemental Episode 2, uh, where we talked about the Indian Film Festival of Alberta, which we were happily able to attend and mm-hmm. saw three movies we actually quite liked, liked quite a bit. Um, so if you want an in-depth discussion of Lipstick Under My Burka, check that out. But what is it in short? It stars Kankana Sharma, Ratna Pathak, Plabita Borthankur, Ahana Kurma, and Shashank Arora. And it's about four women of different generations who, you know, essentially are being... Kept down by the man? Yeah, they're being kept down by the man. They, by the man. they all live in one big sort of apartment complex, mm-hmm. too. Kankana Sharma's husband doesn't allow her to work and essentially just wants her to keep pumping out children even though they can't afford um, mm-hmm. to raise those children. Uh, Ratna Pathak is an older woman who, you know, has sexual desires, but no one wants to acknowledge that. Um, and then the other two are, they're, they're younger girls who kind of, their parents are imposing um, kind of their traditional values on them and they kind of want to, you know live their lives um you know with 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 the independence that they that they deserve to they want to wear jeans they want to you know marry a muslim guy so or being a muslim not want to marry a muslim guy exactly yeah exactly um stealing lipstick at uh, stores i think this is a this is a great film about about feminism about kind of mm-hmm. you know how um women don't have the um the freedom and the independence um, that they deserve to have. I think it probably gets the downer ending of the year award, though. Yeah. Spoiler alert, but damn. Yeah, but it's it's a very it's a very funny film, mm-hmm. um, but it's also very hard hitting. I would say, especially with the stuff that Kankana San Sharma mm-hmm. deals with. Um, yeah, it's 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 well worth checking out, and also know that when you do, you are sticking to the man because this is a movie that the censor board did not want you to see. Yeah. Anytime you can piss those guys off is good. And I think it's a very important film. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely worth checking out. Yeah. So after that, we had uh, Moon and Michael, which came out on the same day. And uh, Aaron's going to tell me all about how much she loves the work of Tiger Shroff, who we've spoken about in our uh, One Man Army martial arts episode. Yeah. So this is Tiger Shroff's third collaboration with Sabir Khan. The previous films are Hero Panty... And Boggy. Boggy, a rebel for love. Uh, which I both hated. <laughs> yeah. And Boggy I, was pretty terrible. And from what I saw of Hero Panty, even worse. Yeah, I put it on one day and I, I don't even think I made it through it. Uh, this this is bad. I was excited because the trailer is really enter- energetic. Tiger Shroff plays a... He's a great a dancer. Premise. Oh yeah, premise is awesome. He plays a dancer um, who you know is, is named essentially after Michael Jackson. He idolizes Michael Jackson, and he has to teach Nawazuddin Siddiqui, who is a mob boss, uh, how to dance so that he can woo uh, Nidhi Agarwal, who kind of plays the the love interest. Um, Ronit Roy also plays Tiger Shroff's uh, adoptive father. And so, like, there's some really fun scenes of Nawazuddin Siddiqui, like, trying to learn how to dance. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed that. But the rest of the plot is just, like, it's, it's tired. It's, it's played out. We've seen it before a million times of, you know, the gangster who thinks he's entitled to, 
you know, a young, beautiful woman and decides that he's in love with her and is going to control her. And like in Tevar. Yeah, uh, exactly like in Tevar. And the hotshot, you know, kind of young rebel who's going to, you know, save her from all of this. Like it in just, Boggy. It's Yeah, it just... It doesn't... Like, stop it. Stop it with this premise. But yeah. the stuff ab- about, like, teaching Nawazuddin Siddiqui how to dance, I really enjoyed. They just couldn't make it a straight comedy, No. Huh? But you can just watch that stuff on YouTube. Just find the YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah, just find the YouTube videos of the dance. Just enjoy that. Um, Sounds and, like, good. Honestly, the plot of the movie just, like, peters out. It just ends. Like, they don't know what to do next. Like, oh, well... Let's just walk away now. It's it's awful. <laughs> I mean, I guess we have Tiger Shroff and Student of the Year to look forward to. Yeah. And Why I, isn't he if anybody can dance? I don't dislike Tiger Shroff by any means. I think I do. <laughs> well, we're gonna we're gonna you're gonna finally watch a flying jet, and then you might start to see okay. a movie that, that I looks fun. Unapod- unapologetically enjoy. But he's gonna be coming he's got what? Three if he's done four movies, three of them were bad. One of them was good. Yeah. And he's coming into beloved franchise student of the year. <laughs> What's he going to do? I have no idea. Yeah. He should be in Anybody Can Dance, though. Like, that seems... Yeah, if they make a third. Yeah. Yeah. He, him and uh, Varun Dewan, they can dance off each other. That'd be great. That seems like a really good use of his talents. Mm-hmm. Despite the fact that I've disliked most Tiger Shroff films, I kind of like... I still think he has it. I still You just like, like that he is insanely super jacked. <laughs> Maybe. Um, as much as I hated Muna Michael, I did not hate it as much as our next film, uh, Mubarakan, which came out on July 28th. Directed by Anisa Basmi, it stars Arjun Kapoor in a double role. Arjun Kapoor and Arjun Kapoor. Yeah. Elena DeCruz, Aitha Shetty, Anil Kapoor, and Ratna Pathak. Really? Wait, hold on. Ratna Pathak's in this movie, and then a week before, she was in the most highly acclaimed art movie of the year? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... This is awful. This reminded... This was the plot of, like, a low-budget Punjabi film. Um, I apologize to anyone out there who really enjoys low-budget Punjabi films, but I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, is our, he twins in this? Yes. Arjun Kapoor's twins who were, like, separated at birth. Wait. One grew up in India. One grows up in England. Wait, 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 wait. This is the plot of Jude Watu. Kind of. They don't have... They're not... They don't have reflexes. Still, but, like... Did they know that Jude Watt 2 was coming out this year and thought we can get in on this twin craze? I Maybe. Hmm. Maybe. Uh, one of them falls in love with a girl, but then she is engaged to her brother and then vice versa. Hmm. Um, that old gag. Yeah. And so we, and then hijinks ensue of like trying to match up the right brother to the right girl and the kind of adoptive parents. Um, and they know that they're brothers. It's not kind of like a secret. It's not like Judoa. Okay. Not entirely. Um, yeah, it's just, it, it was terrible. It, I really like Arjun Kapoor. I really like Anil Kapoor. I really like Elena DeCruz and I adore Ratnapathic and it just, you know, hurt (laughs) (laughs) to watch them in such a, Hey man, they need to eat. Pat film. Like it just, Oh, it, it does not work. And, you know, I've, I've spoken before on this show about how Bollywood comedies um, can be difficult for it to engage with sometimes because, uh, you know, we're, we're coming at it from outsiders. We don't speak the language. Yeah, so. our Jude Watu episode was basically us saying yeah. this the whole time. Um, but this, I just thought, like, was so forgettable and so lazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel bad because, you know, I know that not everyone 
likes Arjun Kapoor. I know I'm in the minority there, but I think he's done some good stuff in the past and lately. It seems just, like he's doing less and less good stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, his, I'm his, really... His hit... His uh, kill the death ratio is going down, down, Yeah, down. half-girlfriend, awful. Key and Ka, I am somewhat positive about, more so than most people, but, like... Arjun Kapoor, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta pick it up. Otherwise, you're gonna, you're gonna start losing me. We need another uh, Gunde, my dude. Yeah. Um, her next film was unfortunately a huge flop too. Yeah. So this is Jab Harry Met Sejal, directed by Imtiaz Ali, in his steady decline into mm-hmm. our enjoyment as a director. Um, we've even done an episode on him, mm-hmm. and this one was such a letdown. And it stars Shah Khan and Anushka Sharma. Man, this movie, this really did suck. Yeah. It made me so mad. Um, so Anushka Sharma is playing a young woman on holiday in Europe, and she accidentally leaves her wedding ring somewhere. Somewhere. She's been on a tour hosted by uh, Shah Rukh Khan, and he is kind of enlisted into helping her find out where it is, mm-hmm. and along the way, Sparks sort of fly? Even though he signed a legal document that he's not going to sleep with her. Yeah, she's a, <laughs> she's a lawyer. And she, you know, gets documentation, says, you know, just to, just to clear your mind, we're going to have a legal document saying that no sparks will occur over the course of this journey. And then they do, sort of. It is another film where Anushka Sharma's character is almost incomprehensible. Mm. Like, ideal high Mushko, you get that she was not into Rambir Kapoor whatsoever, but she probably just could have ghosted him or something. Right. And instead, you know, they kind of play out the string together and it's gross and weird. This one, you know, what the fuck? I, I do not get what her character was trying to do the whole time. Shah Rukh Khan is okay. And, and and she, like, she has this resistance to kind of being cooped up like she really wants to go out and like be sexy and go to the bar and then as soon as a guy like a a gangster hits on her she causes like a huge scene well he hits on her in a pretty gross way he does but the whole thing feels just so fake yeah like these are not real people in this film i know that a lot of our fans do not like the movie beffer cray right but you know that is a movie where two people do an, a series of increasingly weird things with each other and kind of have, like, an agreement. Right. And it plays out, you know, it also features a bunch of weird rich people doing things for no reason, like so many romantic comedies do. Mm-hmm. But at least, like, there's charm between the two leads, and you're never confused as to what they're thinking in a scene. Mm-hmm. Whereas an issue of charm in this movie, I couldn't for the life of me figure out, like, why is she even here? Yeah. And the last third act where there's another gangster... Um, and they have to go, I think it's to Portugal. Yeah, they're in Portugal. Um, and, you know, and they're finally going to get this ring back. Um, and just everything with this Portuguese gangster. Yeah. My- just, everything feels so fake and false. And that'd be fine if I bought the leads in this romance. And I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't. And, I, you know, I think Sherva Khan and Ishka Sharma have done some great stuff together. I love... Ravne Banati Jodi and I love Jab Takajan. Yeah. And I think they have great chemistry there. What happened here? Well, if Shower could have got hit by two cars in this movie, that would have definitely made it a bit better. <laughs> but yeah. Um There's also a song by Diplo. There's a song by Diplo. Uh i my guess is that I was talking to someone on Twitter. I think that Imtiaz Ali, Imtiaz, just wanted to go on a vacation right. and kind of strung along a story. 
with his actors as they went from city to city. And there's all that stuff about Shah Rukh Khan's backstory about, you know, kind of why he left Punjab and then became Canadian. Yeah, and became Canadian. Um, he was a singer in Punjab, but we never actually found yeah, we out don't really, what the problem was. Exactly, yeah. We have no understanding of this trauma. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just move on. Moving on. Moving on. To yep. Toilet Ek Prem Katha. Toilet, Much better. A love story. Much better. Yeah. Came out on August 11th. It's directed by Sri Narayan Singh. It stars Akshay Kumar, Bhumi Petakar, and Satir Pandey. Uh, this is a really interesting film. You know, it's I, charming, you know? It is charming. I didn't have high expectations for this. Unlike Jab, Harry Met Sage, which I was super excited for. This, I was like, okay, okay. The... Actually, Kumar is making a like a romance about sanitation. It has one of the all-time best titles. Yeah, toilet a love story. Um, but this, I really came around to this. It's based mm-hmm. on a true story about a couple who get married, and then she's going to divorce him because in his small village there is no running water, and so they don't have a toilet. And women are expected to go like late at night out into a field and defecate in the open. Mm-hmm. Um, this is bad for the environment. It's bad for India. And also, it's she finds it humiliating and degrading. Uh, Akshay Kumar's father does not want to put a toilet in their home because it's against his religion. And this eventually gets all the way up to kind of the authorities, and you uncover like a whole corruption scandal. Mm-hmm. Uh, this I really, I really appreciated. It's based on a true story, and I thought it was really interesting. And I really commend... Akshay Kumar for kind of re- kind of turning his career around. Mm-hmm. You know, he's doing the work that he's doing is a lot more serious um, than when I first started watching Bollywood films and kind of thought he was a big joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I liked this. Yeah, it was really good. Um, you know, part of being with someone is having a toilet. Mm-hmm. That's a very important part of a relationship. Oh my god, Have I couldn't toilet. imagine. Yeah, yeah, and I think the the relationship between Kumar. And uh, Padakar is very is very well done. It starts he, off with the creepy village loafer kind of finding a hot chick, and also he's way too old for her. But that's kind of par for the course in these sort of movies. Yeah, but then kind of the lengths that he's willing to go to to kind of show his mm-hmm. love for her, you know, defy his father, build a toilet. Oh man, that toilet looks wonderful. Yeah. By the time they actually build a toilet in his home, it just looks like the nicest toilet I've ever seen. It's got its own little room. It's like the Taj Mahal of toilets. I think they even hang like a picture of the Taj Mahal outside of He says that, uh, you know, this ruler built the Taj Mahal for his wife. I will build this toilet for the love of God. I will do it. Yeah, it's a a very unique uh, romance. I think we're both looking forward to his new one, Padman, which is coming out right away. Yeah. Yeah. So another sort of social message film. Yeah, and that's kind of something that always surprises me in Bollywood. You know, these these movies about issues that I kind of think are going to be a chore end up being really charming. Well, sometimes. I mean, there was Arakshan. That was a chore. Right, right, right. Uh, our next film, I think, might be my favorite Bollywood film of the year. Really? Yes. Wow. Okay. Uh, so this is Barely Key Barfi. came out in August 18th, directed by Ashwini Ayaratwari. And starring Ayushman Khurana, Rajkumar Rao, and Kriti Sanan, who I always confuse with Vani Kapoor. I can't help it. Yeah. yeah. Even though Vani Kapoor's been in two movies and Kriti Sanan has been in at least double that. I know. I just, I always get confused. But yeah. uh, this, the 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 barfi from Barely, the sweet from Barely, uh, is about a young woman who 
um, is rebellious. She smokes cigarettes. She goes, Mm -hmm. listens to rock concerts, watches English TV, and she feels like she's going to be alone forever because she can't find anyone on her level, really. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of the men that kind of she interviews uh, to potentially kind of marry, you know, ask questions like, are you a virgin? Yeah. And she doesn't want to be with a guy who would ask that kind of question. Yeah. Um, But uh, while... She's leaving home. Is she going to school away. or something? She's running away. Yeah, she's just running away from home. <laughs> 20 years old, running away from home, you know. Um, but uh, at the train station, she finds a book called Barely Keep Barfy, which uh, she reads and she feels like the author is speaking directly to her. Mm-hmm. So she tries to figure out who it is. The author is actually Ayushman Karana, who is a local guy who runs a printing studio. Yeah. But the book did so badly and... By the way, folks, I work in the publishing industry. It is not uncommon for a book to do bad, as badly as Barely Keep Arfie does in this film, um, which I think it only sold one copy to her, her, and yeah. the rest was used yeah. for garbage. But, but Ayushman Karana wrote the book about his own breakup, and he was worried that the, the, the girl that he wrote it about, that her and her family would be upset with him. So instead of putting his name and face on the book, he puts Rajkumar Rao's face and name on the book. Yeah, he's his friend and kind of kind of bullies him all the time he's just yeah. like okay you're gonna be on the cover of this and uh he gets driven out of town yeah and has to go live in a bigger city so then there's a bit of kind of a Cyrano de Bergerac plot where Kriti Sanin is writing letters to Rajkumar Rao but she's actually writing letters to Ayush Makarana Ayush Makarana is answering them and she really wants to meet Rajkumar Rao mm-hmm. so eventually because she's fallen in love with him through his letters so eventually Ayush Makarana tracks down Rajkumar Rao and tries to convince him to be an asshole, mm-hmm. brings him back to town, uh, and then hijinks ensue. And so it's kind of this love triangle between the three of them. But also, Kriti Sanon's friend is there, and her parents are there. And it's just... Her parents, her relationship with her father is very, very good. Yeah, I just, I really, really loved this movie. I thought, like, you know, it's, it's going one place where you're like, how is this film going to overcome the fact that our male lead has been lying to our heroine the whole film. He's an asshole for most of the movie. And it pulls it off. It it kind of manages to do, I don't want to say what happens, but in the end, it manages to not necessarily redeem him, but put them on a level a level field. They deserve each other. They deserve each other, yeah. yeah. And I I just I think these three performances at the center of the film between uh, Kriti San and Aishma Karana Rajkumar Rao are excellent. I love everything with Rajkumar Rao learning how to be a jerk. Yeah, because he's kind of an effeminate guy who works in a sari store, and they turn him into kind of a what people don't like about Varun Dewan type person. Yeah. <laughs> Very macho, riding on motorcycles, you know, telling traffic to stop when he's walking across the street, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And this was just... It was a lovely romantic comedy. Like, I really... Mm-hmm. I was grinning from, you know, side to side for the entire film. I really I really got into this one. I really think it's something special. Yeah, I liked it a lot, too. Jagged Jesus was my favorite Hindi film of the year, but I like this one quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I also like Rangoon a lot, but I realize I'm definitely in the minority on that. Yeah, it's just... It was... It's charming. Mm-hmm. It is very charming. And really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I think... This is this is becoming a theme about a lot of the films that we're discussing um, that are very good this year. Um, you know, kind of quietly feminist. Mm-hmm. You know, 
I wouldn't say that Kriti Sanon's character here is as oppressed as the women in Lipstick Under My Burka. And she certainly hasn't, you know, had to deal with sexual violence. She does have a toilet as well. She does have a toilet. Um, but again, she's feeling out of place in in society. In, in this and her dad town. is on her side, which yeah, is nice. You yeah. don't always get that. So, you know, I, I like that a lot of the, the stronger films this year um, have really strong women in them who are, you know, kind of... In their, in one way or another, whether kind of drastically, you know, by by taking up murder, mm-hmm. or kind of quietly, um, kind of rebelling against, um, you know, the traditional system that wants to keep them oppressed. The patriarchy. For lack of a better word. Yeah. Our next film, I wouldn't say, plays on those themes at all, <laughs> uh, but it is a lot of fun. This is A Gentleman. It came out August 25th. It's directed by Raj and DK. Who uh, whose work we saw first in Go Go A Gone, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. they did Go Go A Gone. Uh, it stars. Which wasn't bad. Yeah, uh, sure. I'm thinking more sure. kindly on that one. Uh-huh. If you want, uh, it stars Siddharth Malhotra and Jacqueline Fernandez, uh, and it's a it's a spy film. So Siddharth Malhotra plays a spy who's kind of gotten out of the game. Uh, he's in Miami, I believe. And he strikes up a romance with Jacqueline Fernandez, but she's kind of, they like work at the same office. She's kind of not really into him, but then kind of his, um, his spy handlers come back to find him and she gets caught up in his spy world and sparks fly. It's, it's a pretty straightforward film. So you like this because it's sort of similar to True Lies. I guess. (laughs) I do love True Lies. Uh, yeah, I, I love that movie. I, I, I don't think it has the depth of True Lies, and I <laughs> yeah. don't think Siddharth Mahal Does anyone drop an Uzi down the stairs and it keeps shooting no, and kills like no. 40 people? Because that is the best part of True Lies. No, and, and I don't think Siddharth Malhotra has, you know, kind of the star power. Of an Arnold Schwarzenegger? An Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's definitely not as big. And uh, Jacqueline Fernandez is not Jamie Lee Curtis. But, you know, I'm kind of starting to like Siddharth Malhotra. He's... I've been pretty kind of iffy on him What's for a like? long time. Okay, student the year. He's boring. Student the year. He's boring. Student he's the year. He's the bland main character, but he's fine. Kapoor and Sons. He was pretty good. Yeah, I like Kapoor. It's Ek villain. Ek villain. I haven't seen. Yeah. But uh, this one, he also seems like he could do a lovable everyman. Yeah. Maybe more than Ayushman Karana because he looks like a model. <laughs> Whereas Ayushman Karana does not look like a model. He's. He is suave here. And I, you know, it's it's a romp that you're going to forget about as soon as you leave the theater. Um, I'm struggling to remember elements of it because I saw it back in August. Uh, but I, di- I did really enjoy it. Um, and I think kind of it's a, it's a fun spy comedy, which is one of the things that I think Bollywood does best. Do you know what isn't a fun spy comedy? What? Badsha. No? No. Uh, because it's a... Oh, mildly okay uh, heist movie. Yeah. Came out on September 1st, directed by Milan Lutharia, starring a cast of hundreds, no, <laughs> starring Ajay Devgan, Emran Hashmi, Vijay Jamal, Elena de Cruz, Esha Gupta, and Sanjay Mishra. And this, I had high hopes for. I thought the trailer looked pretty cool, but execution-wise, I didn't like it as much as you did. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this takes place during the emergency in the 70s, and a corrupt uh, government official is trying to steal a bunch of money from a princess played by Elena de Cruz. Uh, she 
met him at a party early on in the movie and rejected his advances. And he decided, well, now that the emergency's on, I'm going to steal all her money. Um, all of her gold and jewels are taken away and put into kind of a armored car. And Ajay Devgan raises a team of rogues to go and take it down. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought this was going to be a lot more exciting than it was. It really takes a long time to get to the armored car robbery. Right. Uh, probably the first hour or so is telling us why the gold is in the car when it could have just gotten to the gold being in the car, I mm-hmm. think. Um, and Ajay Devgan's character is kind of confusing. He, <laughs> no one cares if we spoil this. He's like a party loyalist to the uh, to the princess's reign. Yeah. Like the super servant guy. And he gets a group of jerks together, basically. A safe cracker, whatever Amran Hajmi's job was. He's a guy who wears a t-shirt that says free love. Yeah, he's a sexy guy. They need a sexy, sexy guy. He's the, he's the face. He's got a great uh, dance uh, sequence with um, Sunny Leone. This is the highlight of the film. Yeah, and she like bathes in like a barrel full of whiskey. It's hot. Yeah, that five minutes, pretty good. <laughs> But it really takes a long time to get to the point. The action's pretty good once you get to it. And also, some of the violence is a lot more over the top than I thought it was going to be. I think it goes a bit far on some of the torture. It really doesn't. Yeah, they get caught caught by the cops at some point. And true to form, the police, you know, electrocute, beat. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's it's a little weird. I, I did like it more than you. I think I just... I just had fun. Like, I I agree that maybe it doesn't deliver on... It's not a gunde. What a, I'm looking for a gunde. <laughs> it doesn't deliver on the promise of the trailer. But I think for what it is, it's like a really fun ensemble 70s heist film. Okay. Apart from it being the emergency, what does the 70s have literally anything to do with this whatsoever apart from the clothes? Uh, apart from the clothes? Not yeah. much. <laughs> like, this movie could have been set during any time period... <laughs> It's just during the emergency, which to try and get some level of interest. But also, this could be during World War Two. Could be during. Um, but then Emran Hashmi couldn't wear his sexy free love T-shirt. Okay, we'll put it post sixties, <laughs> and like it doesn't need to be a national emergency to have a bunch of cops chase people around. Yeah, this could be more of a Fast and the Furious type movie, and instead it's more of a um, torque. <laughs> Remember Torque? It's more like Torque. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I, I I do think I'm probably giving the film more credit than it deserves. Um, it's no Chevet. <laughs> God, it's certainly no Chevet. Um, but I did, I did, I enjoyed it. I don't know. What can I say? It was Video Gemwell takes his shirt off. Video Gemwell does take his <laughs> shirt off. Uh, by the way, folks, I watched uh, Commander 2, The Black Money Trail. Much better. Watch that instead. <laughs> If you want to see a shirtless video jam wall, Escher Gupta again, Escher Gupta, people getting owned, a kind of actually pretty cool uh, 360 camera move <laughs> where they're fighting people. Like, yeah, there's some solid chops in that one. Yeah. Another film that came out on September 1st with like a drastically different premise. Uh, Shub Mengel Sadvan is a romantic comedy about erectile dysfunction. People really like this one. They do. Yeah. Yeah. So, the, I mean, this is. This is a really interesting year for romantic comedies in Bollywood. You have one about uh, toilets mm-hmm. and public sanitation, and one about erectile dysfunction, and one about the publishing industry. Yeah, <laughs> this stars uh, two about the publishing industry because there's uh, Mary Pierre Bindu too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
which also stars Aishman Karana, as does this film. He's having and quite a year for romantic comedies, huh? He, he did is. The three big ones. Honestly, I think this is Aishman Karana's year. I think he is the MVP of the year. Um, and I think he's given solid performances in all the movies he's been in this Is he year. distinct in all three movies? I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's tough to do. Um, so opposite Karana is Bumi Pednakar from Toilet, A Love Story. Mm. This was directed by R.S. Prasen, and it's a remake of, I believe, a South Indian film. I, yeah, people really, really liked this. It, it didn't entirely work for me. I... I do huh. think... It didn't entirely work for him either. Yeah. Get it? Uh-huh. Get it? I do think it? that, like, it's... I do think that I actually, like, got the jokes, and so I, I thought it was pretty funny at times. Mm-hmm. But I think just, like, the whole thing is really drawn out. So, Aishman Karana and Bumi Pendekar, like, can't get married until they solve this issue, because if he marries her, then they wouldn't be able to have children. And so, there's a lot of them, like, sneaking... Why don't they adopt a kid? Because the families wouldn't accept uh, that. Her family wouldn't accept that. He has to be virile, right? Gotta get that boner in action. Yeah. So they're like always sneaking off and trying to like hook up. But I don't know. It's just like I just felt like the joke was really played out. It went on too long. And even though the two leads are so charming and I think do have really great chemistry, it just kind of couldn't carry it for me. I really like checked out midway through this film and all this drama with like the parents because like you know they have to convince the parents to let them get married and then this issue was discovered and then her family's going to take off and it's just you know it, it and I usually enjoy that kind of stuff in, in Bollywood rom-coms but here it just started to feel a little pat and a little played out and I just I just kind of checked out. I was going to make a joke about it being played out but uh, oh okay yeah <laughs> Don't take my word for it. A lot of people really love this movie. But, yeah, I just... It, it didn't connect with me the way it connected with others. And there's a, a wealth of other Ayushman Karana romantic comedies <laughs> yeah. to watch this year if you don't like this one. And it might be because they're still really shy about talking about sex and erectile dysfunction. Oh, so it's all inference and kind of... Kind of, yeah. Okay. Like, there's a moment she bites a cookie and it yeah, like I've seen falls that, yeah. into yeah. the... You know, so as if to imply, like... You know, there's only limp. there's only so much you could do without actually saying it. Yeah, so you know, I think maybe it just I think it is kind of edgy for Bollywood, but you know, for my kind of Western sensibilities, we yeah. see many boners that don't work. So many. <laughs> what are you trying to say, Matt? No. <laughs> what are you trying to reveal to our audience? Actually, okay. Come to think of it, can you think of a romantic comedy? From North America, that is about erectile dysfunction. I think that's fairly rare here as well. No, I think it is rare, but they just can't, you know, I think really... They can't consummate. Yeah, they can't... (laughs) I don't think they can go as far with the joke as I think they could have. Mm. Um, But it's not just making fun of erectile dysfunction. Like, you know, they do do take the matter seriously. Like, this should be like a 40-year-old virgin sex romp is what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It just... I think I need to see it again because, you know, I didn't I didn't really care for it and I kind of dismissed it. And then everyone was talking about how much they liked it. So maybe I'm like the lone wolf here. And if I gave it another shot, you know, I'd, I'd maybe appreciate it a bit more. Hmm. Or kind of, you know, see, see the sparks. I've just been waiting for another place to insert a erectile dysfunction joke. Okay. And you're not giving me anything to work <laughs> I'm so with. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was just waiting for one slip of the tongue. Couldn't okay. do it. All right. Um, last one before interval. 
We mm-hmm. have Daddy, which came out September 8th, directed by Ashim Ahualia and starring Arjun Rampal, Ashwarya Rajesh, and Nishkant Kamat. This movie um, is actually on Amazon Prime right now mm-hmm. because it did not come out in Alberta, right? No, it didn't. Yeah, we never actually had an opportunity to see this movie, which is too bad because it's actually quite good. Mm. Um, it's interesting that it came out in the same year as Raiz because it takes place in roughly the same time period and Arjun Rampal and uh, Shah Khan are frequent collaborators. And it's kind of fun to see the lower budgeted not superstar heavy movie succeed a lot more Mm. so the movie starts in the 60s and goes along until about the modern day Mm -hmm. and um arjun rampal plays a youth quote unquote at the time (laughs) named arun gulab gauli who um was working at a textile mill in mumbai and this shut down and he kind of falls into crime and eventually becomes a mob boss of the city. Mm. He lives in kind of an economically disadvantaged part of the city. One of the the chawls that's... Um, it's kind of like a little ghetto, basically. Okay. And um, he uses this first as the, the seat of his criminal empire. He walls it off. He makes tunnels. He trains his own little army there. And then, after a stint in jail, he also uses this as his political constituency when he becomes a uh, MP. Oh, so it's based on it's based on a real uh, gangster from Mumbai who went into politics mm. and had his past kind of follow him. And I thought it was really, really good. It's it's got um, a good sense of period. There's um, especially one 80s dance sequence I like when mm-hmm. they went... I made you come in the room and watch that. Yeah, you did. They uh, do it in such a way that it feels a lot more organic. Um, while I quite enjoyed Manor Charles with uh, Randy Puda, it definitely... Um, that film used a lot of um, modern day sort of techniques and um, editing styles to try and class up an 80s scene. Mm-hmm. Whereas this just kind of shoots it straight. Mm. And the movie also uses the tried-and-true uh, Citizen Kane style of having someone go interview people in the modern day to try and figure out, well, how did this guy become who he is? Oh, okay. So, yeah, I, I quite liked it. Um, Arjun Rampal, while unconvincing as an 18-year-old, <laughs> as his character ages up, he's a very formidable gangster. Mm. So I would definitely recommend checking it out. And compared to Raiz, which has a very similar premise and kind of failed and all the other gangsters we've seen in Hollywood movies this year yeah this one is I hesitate to say subtle but the fact that it's based on reality and is you know it, it the things in it could actually happen mm-hmm. I think that's what made it kind of special it's a solid crime drama yeah yeah and political drama too oh. so right. there's a bit of a Nelson Mandela flair to him too because he goes to jail for quite a while to get away from something that's not what Nelson Mandela was in jail mm. for but when he comes out he kind of uses that as his power base okay. to say that the government has been corrupt right. so yeah I think it's definitely worth checking out well that brings us to Interval we are going to be playing a song sample from a gentleman's disco disco because Matt you and I love disco <laughs> we sure do Oh, 
In Bachaho, Ajay Devgan and his gang of lovable rogues go all in on stealing back a princess's gold from a corrupt government. ATB's no-fee-all-in digital bank account allows you to go all-in as well by not having any fees as long as you're doing most of your banking digitally. You also earn interest on higher balances. For more information on ATB and its products, check out atb.com listen. When we sat down to record this episode, I didn't feel like it had been the best year for Bollywood. But as Matt and I discussed the films, I realized something. The best movies this year all had something in common. Strong women. This reminded me of That's So Maven, a podcast on the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. In That's So Maven, host Andrea Bessa interviews female entrepreneurs and business leaders. Each episode highlights a fearless woman who, like the women in many of the strongest Bollywood films this year, paved their own way in life. You can find That's So Maven at yegmavens.com to find out more about the Alberta Podcast Network powered by ATB and the member podcasts go to albertapodcastnetwork.com so that was Disco Disco from the 2017 film A Gentleman now Aaron what is next I haven't seen this one so you gotta tell me all about it next we have Simran which came out on September 15th this is directed by Hansel Mehta and it stars Kangana Ranawit. I was so excited for this movie, Matt. This had a lot of hype going in. A lot of hype. Trailer is fantastic. There was all this stuff about, you know, Kangana Ranawit like improvising on set. Hansel Mehta is an excellent director. He they previously... thought this was going to be the new queen, right? Yeah, yeah. He previously directed Aligar. I was really excited for this. Um, I, I was... You know, just to say that there there was hype, I think it's putting a little mildly, at least for me. But that's really disappointed. Like it really, really disappointed. It's sunk without a trace. Yeah, I just I couldn't get into it. It's about a a young Indian woman in the U.S. Uh, who works as a maid and who kind of you know wants she wants more out of life. And she ends up taking a kind of a an impromptu vacation with her cousin to Vegas. Her cousin ditches her. And she ends up gambling and winning a lot of money. I think she plays Baccarat. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the first film that was, like ever explained to me what Baccarat is. It's the same as Blackjack. Kind of, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she wins a bunch of money, goes on a shopping spree. But then, wouldn't you have it, her luck turns. Uh-huh. Uh, and then she eventually ends up kind of borrowing money from a loan shark, which obviously she can't pay back. And she digs herself into a hole, to a lot of debt, goes back home, the loan shark tracks her down, and then she kind of takes up bank robbing to uh, try and pay him back. It sounds good. Yeah, it's got a great premise. It just, you know, it really, it really doesn't work. It really just falls flat. Hmm. Um, this isn't a great performance from Kataka Ranawit. You know, I'm, I'm surprised, but she just kind of... Is really unlikable, hmm. um, and I usually don't have an issue with you know a film having an unlikable protagonist. 
But here, I think, kind of because so much rests on her, it ends up really falling flat. And just kind of by the end of it, I thought, yeah, this is pretty forgettable. And I was really surprised coming from from talent like Meta and, and Runaway. I really thought this was going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, this uh, sunk. Yeah, and... You know, I, I understand she's why... She's not having a good year. No, she's not. Even though I quite like Rangoon. I like it too, but no one else did. Yeah. And no one saw it. And also there's all this tabloid drama all the time. And then her big starring film flops. Yeah. Yeah, so this, you know... I Sounds like a missed opportunity. I would skip it. Um, and I think Hansel Meta has some better stuff coming down the pipeline. Because he, he had a film at TIFF this year too that hasn't um, had a theatrical release yet. But I'm mm. sure I'm sure it's great. Um, the other film that came out on September 15th, Lucknow Central, I had no expectation going in. I, I wasn't really that interested in it, um, and it really surprised me. This is directed by Ranjit Tiwari, stars Farah Akhtar, Diana Penty, Deepak, Dabarayal, Gibby Garwal, and Ronit Roy. Um, and it's based on a true story about a man played by Farah Akhtar who gets wrongly accused of murder goes to prison and then in prison kind of uh enters a uh almost like he enters a, a musical composition like a battle of the bands um between do they have those in jail lots <laughs> i don't know between okay. different prisons and he uses his band to to make a prison escape okay. um so it's like both kind of a, a battle of the bands movie it's a prison drama and it's it's an escape film hmm. Um, Is Diana, Diana Penty at this prison? She plays a woman who works for an NGO um, who functions as kind of an intermediary um, to uh, work for prisoner rights so that mm-hmm. they have food and clothing and all those things um, to make sure that there are humane conditions. Uh, I, I really liked this movie. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's based on a true story. I don't know to what extent things are true and, and what's fictionalized. Um, but I think it has a lot of heart. It's a great ensemble drama. There's an excellent kind of dance sequence in, in the prison yard with all of these guys. Uh, Farad Akhtar is fantastic, as always. And I think this one, like, this this is this is kind of a hidden gem of the year. It kind of, you know, was a little under under the radar. I don't know if a lot of people saw it. But it's 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 pleasant. And I think, you know, kind of a really enjoyable film. Farhan Akhtar never gives a bad performance. No, he doesn't. He's always good. He doesn't. And he usually picks projects that I think are worthwhile, so I don't know why beforehand I thought, like, oh, like, who really cares about this? This is going to be forgotten. I think it's because it was about a band. Yeah. We've seen lots of Bollywood movies about people in bands. Yeah. Including his own rock on, too. Mm-hmm. But I actually think this might be one that, like, my mom would enjoy because, mm. you know, again, it has... And it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix now, yeah, and it has, you know, kind of... It has it has people that you can really root for, mm-hmm. um, and I, and I really like you know kind of with Lagan how you have all of these different men from different backgrounds coming together to to play in this cricket game. It has a bit of that with this band, and then kind of everyone rallying behind Baron Akhtar because he's innocent, and and then trying to break out of prison. It sounds like um, one of those mid nineties British Miramax type movies, like is it Green Sleeves, where. Um, Colin Firth is trying to become a gardener, hmm. and he's in jail. He's like a jail gardener. I don't remember. Like, it's a, there's it's, lots of like those sort of movies where it's like 
guy stuck in a weird situation rallies together a fun group of friends to get out of it. Yeah, I will say there's a similar plotline in Paddington 2. Mm. <laughs> um, and this movie is no Paddington 2. Well, what um, is? Nothing, nothing. Paddington 2 is an illegal of its own. But, you know, it's it's good. It's good. I would I wouldn't uh I wouldn't dismiss it. Yeah, um, I'd like to catch up with it. Yeah. Um so the uh entry from India for the best foreign language picture mm-hmm. this year is Newton, which came out September 22nd, directed by Amit Matsukar, uh starring Rajkumar Rao, Pankaj Tripathi, Anjali Patil and Raghavar Radhav. Pankaj Tripathi too, had a great year as well. Yeah. He's yeah. super good. But uh, we did talk about this quite a bit also in the same episode as Lipstick on My Burka. I can see why they picked it. It's yeah. an interesting topic. Rashmar Rao is, again, he's another guy who doesn't phone it in apart from maybe Rapta. But he's <laughs> always good apart from maybe Rapta. Um, but uh, you and Shaw will never let me forget that I took you guys to Rapta. No, never. Um, I feel like. The political allegories and stuff at play would make more sense if I was in India. And also, if the movie wasn't actually about being bored. Yeah. Because uh, Rajkumar Rao plays a very keen government operative who is sent to a remote location to get, what is it, eight people or something? No, it's Maybe like se- 70. It's like 70. Yeah, there's not a lot of people there who vote, but he's, yeah. he's there to make them vote. And uh, and they don't know anything about the candidates. Yeah. Uh, Pekaj Tripathi is the uh, army officer who says, you want them to vote? Oh, yeah, we can get them to vote. Don't worry about it. But uh, Rajmar Rao, extremely by the book, he has two helpers with him, and it kind of descends into a kind of crazy caper by the end. So it, del- it, it descends kind of hilariously into this um, comedy of errors where he really wants them to vote, they don't care who to vote for. The army doesn't mm-hmm. care. No one cares. His helpers don't care. It. It's just Rajkumar Rao trying to like fight for democracy. Yeah, democracy. Even though all the people involved are not interested in being democratic, it's but, it, it's a fun movie. I I enjoyed it. I feel like there was better Indian films this year. Yeah. Not necessarily Hindi ones. But I think you know the social commentary here is is really important. Kind of yeah. about. The importance of of voting and exercising your democratic right, but also these people in kind of you know in a in an area played by Naxalites that are com- that have been completely forgotten by the system. Mm-hmm. But like, how do they benefit at all by by voting? You know, that they're really- yeah. It's not gonna it's not gonna change the fact that they're still working in agrarian society. Yeah. Like everything is, it doesn't matter what party's in charge really for them. And I think this was a good choice to send to the Oscars. It is a good film. Um, and I think the the themes and the subject matter potentially could have resonated. They're pretty universal, with, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think if they could have resonated with kind of you know the current political climate in the United States and kind of how people are feeling about their recent elections. Sure. Um, that being said, it didn't make the short list, so we won't be seeing it at the awards. Oh damn. Yeah. Um, had they put on Gamali Diaries on there, they would have got the Oscar. Yeah, you think so? I guarantee. Okay. Uh, but what a year for Rashmi Rao, right? Like, oh, yeah. yeah this a great year too. trapped, um, barely keep Arfi. Yeah. Rabta, admittedly. <laughs> so he's in the art film sent by his country to the Oscars. Yeah. He's in 
a kind of beloved romantic comedy where he's like the the people everyone rem- everyone remembers he no. is that guy he's also in the worst movie of the year <laughs> <laughs> but like he's doing pretty well he's he's getting his name out there and trapped trapped was actually an awesome movie we watched it a yeah. couple weeks ago and we really really liked that one so if you haven't seen trapped definitely check that out but uh yeah newton is fine it's good yeah it, it is really good i I think it's well worth checking out. I really don't want to talk about our next film. Uh, our next film was Boomy. It came out September 22nd. Ooh. It's directed by Omang Kumar, uh, who previously directed uh, Mary Kom and Sarbjeet. Hmm. It stars Sanjay Dutt. It's his first film kind of after being released from prison. Um, and Aditi Rao Hydri. It is a rape revenge film where Aditi Rao Hydri is sexually assaulted by multiple men in a movie theater. And then Sanjay Dutt goes after them and kills them. Um, unlike Mom, which I think did some interesting things with the genre, Boomy plays it straight and I think actually is exploitative and does objectify rape. And I had a really hard time with this movie. I thought it was gross. I, I don't recommend it. Um, it, it, it features some scenes that I think are really difficult to watch, um, both violence against women and violence against men. I think it wanted to be empowering for women, but it's, it completely misses the mark and I think it's really misguided. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't like this movie. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to think about it. Do you think it's going to come up in the Sanjay Dead biopic as like a redemptive story? He got out of jail and he made a movie. I don't know. I don't know. But, That's going to be weird. You know, it just... Yeah, I just thought... I just think it's disgusting. Moving on. Judd Watt 2 came out September 29th. <laughs> we We've talked, done an episode about this. We this talked is a fun a, movie. We talked a lot about Judd Watt 2. Yeah. Features Varun Dawan, Jacqueline Fernandez, Tepsi Panu, and Andrew Care. Uh, if you want to check out that episode with Ace and Bernie. Um, you know... I kind of like this... You know, it's Judd growing Watt on 2 grew, grew on me. It's, yeah, I agree. It's kind of a middle You've of the... You've been playing the songs and videos a lot. <laughs> yeah. The the dance numbers are great. Um, I particularly enjoy the weird musical sting that happens whenever they have their reflex powers. Mm. But, uh, you know, for the comedies that came out this year, it's actually not bad. Yeah. Yeah. I, I You know, I'm such a sucker for Vroom Dewan, and I really enjoy Tapsy Panu. Um, and she I, looked like she was having a good time. Yeah. And Jacqueline Fernandez, it goes without saying. Like, this was fun. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm so, even though Johnny Lever's in it. <laughs> Briefly. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm starting to, I'm starting to get on the rhythm of some Bollywood comedies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially after we saw the original version of this too. Yeah. It is definitely a remake though, right? It's not, it's not a sequel. No, it's a remake. Chef came out on October 6th. It is a remake of the John Favreau film of the same name, which stars John Favreau. Do you know what would be better? Do you remember that British TV show called Chef with an That's a great point? That's a great show. Where Love he, that like show. He, he worked at like a country house and yeah. he was a black chef and he had kind of a, a dumb sous chef and his wife was hot. Like, that was a good show. Yeah, great show. This is not as good though. No, it's not as good, but this film I want to watch does... that show again, actually. That's got to be available somewhere, right? We watched it on Netflix a while back. No, we did It's probably not on... Yes, we did. It's probably not still on Netflix, but we did watch it on Netflix I'm going to look into ago. this afterwards. Okay. 
It, well, it's not on Netflix anymore. We just watched it on Netflix. I'm going to figure out where it is. Okay. That show was awesome. Anyways, anyways. It was like Frasier if he was a chef. Okay. And black. And English. So this film, Chef, directed by Raja Krishna Menon, um, proves the point that if you take a Hollywood movie and you uh, make a Bollywood version of it, I will like the movie more. Mm. <laughs> um, because I, I quite enjoyed this. It stars Saif Ali Khan, Padmi Priya, Janakmi Raman, Savar Campbell, and Melinda Soman. Um, you know, it's it's not going to knock anyone's socks off, but I think it's enjoyable. Saif Ali Khan stars as a... and it, It's very similar to the plot of the Jon Favreau film, but the stuff that they do differently um, was the stuff that I had problems with in the, in the Favreau film, so it really works for me. Favreau makes Mexican food in his food truck, right? Uh, Cuban. Cuban food. Cuban food. And what is, uh, what is Saif Ali Khan making his? Uh, like Indian pizzas. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so A he, cardamom calzone, eh? Yeah, I can't remember what they call, call it. They have a funny name for it. Um, so, so he's a... So Saif Ali Khan is a chef in New York um, at a very kind of prestigious restaurant. Um, but he's not at the top of his game. His food isn't what it used to be, and people are starting to complain. He lost heart in his food? Yeah. He's... Ex-wife and his son live in India, and he's very much disconnected from them because he's always been a workaholic. He goes back to India and ends up kind of staying there and reconnecting with his son. And kind of his wife and her new partner arrange to get him a food truck and kind of encourage him to, you know, kind of... Take up cook, take up cooking again in kind of a, in a different place and you know less stuffy. Hmm. You know, make food for the people and kind of renovate this food truck and take it on the road. And so he and his son and his sous chef end up renovating this food truck and taking it on the road. Um, and you know, he, you know, it's a it's a it's a film about a father and son reconnecting. Um, and a film it sounds about nice. kind of it's nice, it is, right? It's a nice film. Yeah, yeah, it's about kind of you know having a midlife crisis essentially, like you know. Realizing that you've let time pass you by, that you're not um, maybe as edgy or as with it as you used to be, and just kind of reinventing yourself. It's a very nice film. I understand why, you know, it it, it ultimately didn't connect with a lot of people, and, and, you know, people kind of dismissed it. Is it actually an official remake? Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um. But I, I really, I really enjoyed it. I will say I'm a sucker for movies about food. I'm yes. a sucker for movies about chefs. Um, and Does I'm this sucker... pass the Tampopo test? What's the Tampopo test? Like that the food in it was so good that you immediately have to go get some of the food afterwards. I mean, because that's what happens when we when we watch Tampopo, right? Yeah, the food does look really good. Yeah, yeah it, it will make you salivate. Mm. Um, and you know, I, I like movies about about father son relationships or about parent child relationships. I think it's delightful. I do, um, but you know, I I I, I kind of get why you know. Well, maybe People we'll do a food it. movie it, episode and we could talk about it. Yeah. Then. And Saif Ali Khan is a bit, you know, I had this problem with the first film too. He's a bit kind of full of himself and self-indulgent and the film never, never entirely puts him in his place or gets over that. Hmm. Yeah. Our next film is also about a parent-child relationship, but it's, you know, of a very different kind and a very different rhythm. A bit more strained. This is Secret Superstar, came out on October 19th, directed by Advait. Chandan, starring Zaira Wasim, Meher Vij, Raj Arjun, and Amir Khan. Um, Zaira Wasim, 
is one of the younger actresses in Dangal. So mm-hmm. it's great to see Amir Khan kind of working with her again. Uh, Zaira Wazim plays a young teenage girl uh, who who wants to be a musician. She's a singer-songwriter, and she she wants to pursue, pursue that. She's also fiercely loyal to her mother. Uh, she ha- also has a younger brother. And her father, who generally kind of works overseas, but comes back to the home um, at, at, at intervals, is abusive towards her mother. And so the film is is about what happens when Wazim kind of starts, she gets a laptop, her mother kind of arranges to get her a laptop, doesn't tell her father. Um, they don't have a lot of money, and, and, and that is a, is a source of tension within the family. And Wazim starts a YouTube channel where she plays her songs. She wears a, a burqa, and her she is the secret superstar. And this YouTube channel ends up becoming a sensation and ends up catching the attention of Amir Khan, who's kind of this hotshot, chauvinistic music producer. Um, Wasim kind of uses her connection to him to meet a divorce lawyer and encourage her mom to leave her dad. Hmm. Um, It's... It's it's a family drama. It also sounds nice. It it's a very nice film, but also it can be very hard hitting. Um, I don't think this film shies away from the the the, the difficult subject matter mm. of of abuse of domestic abuse, and I I admire it for that. I still think it is kind of a kids movie and a family movie. I think it's a film that everyone can enjoy, um, but but it's got it's got some difficult stuff in it. Hmm. The relationship between here, between mother and daughter, is 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 excellent and and moving and heartbreaking. And Wasim is put in this position of kind of, you know, pursuing her her own interests or supporting her mother, and you know, and, and it, it's really like you really, I think you really root for these people. You really care for them, and and their situation. Hmm. Um, I, th- I think it's really phenomenal. Uh, it's got a fantastic end uh, title scene with Amir Khan uh, doing a ridiculous music video. He's got like frosted tips and there's like these backup dancers. Yeah, he looks like Joey Fatone yeah, yeah, these backup dancers that he's keep, he keeps hitting. So it's it undercuts kind of the, the serious subject matter with a lot of comedy that's, that's mostly coming from Amir Khan, which is really helpful because, you know, it... It, it can be, I don't want to say tough to watch, but it, it's a, it's unflinching in places, I hmm. think. Um, at least for, for a family movie. Yeah. Uh, I really, really liked it. And I think uh, Zyra Wasim uh, deserves all the praise. She won a National Film Award last year for her portrayal in Dangal. Totally deserving. And I think she's going to continue to go on and do great things. And it, and it, it, it's great to see, you know, a movie about a teenage girl played by an actual teenage girl. Yeah. <laughs> This you know? was in theaters here for what a week? Yeah, it didn't. You know, Amir Khan usually has that golden touch, um, but maybe because this was more of a supporting role, I, I don't think it made as big of a splash as it should have. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to see it. Yeah, but it's uh, it's really it's really well worth watching, and I think a really engaging film about um, issues that you know I think that, that that people can can relate to, regardless of if you've had to deal with abuse in your life. Everyone has had tension with their parents speaking of a movie that deals with things that everyone has had to deal with before and is very relatable Gomal again 
<laughs> oh, God, yes. Uh, this came out on October 20th, the day after Secret Superstar, and I think... This did really well. Yeah, I think completely overshadowed Secret Superstar. Uh, this is directed by Rohit Shetty, you know. Everyone's favorite director, Everyone's Rohit favorite. Shetty, yeah. Uh, it stars Ajay Devgan, Perinidhi Chopra, Tabu, Arshad Warsi, Tashar Kapoor, Neil Natin Makesh, and Johnny Lever. Making his second uh, appearance on the countdown is Johnny Lever. Yeah, this is... So I haven't seen any of the other Gomel films. Um, I can't say I'm interested in looking them, them up. It's got a bunch of jerk-offs, and this time there's a ghost. Yeah, yeah. So Gomel and his friends and his rivals... I guess all grew up in some sort of like boys' school. I, I'm assuming this is like a new twist to the story, only in this film of like their backstory as children. Hmm. So they grew up in like a boarding school where they took in an orphan girl who grows up to be played by Perinidhi Chopra. That's too bad. Um, and so they all kind of like go back to the school for some sort of like. They look kind of Scooby Dooish to me, right? Yeah, commemoration of their former teacher or something. Please don't expect me to remember the silly plot points of Gomel again. Point is, they all go back to the school, and uh, Piranita Chopra is there, but she's a ghost. Wait, 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 wait. So only they can see her. She's a ghost, and uh, they are there essentially to. Tr- essentially, it turns out that they need to like solve her murder. But there's also a lot of like. There's some sort of secondary plot about why the rivals are there, and they're all trying to get at one another. Taboo is kind of the matriarch of this home, and the grass is just really green. The grass is just like a shade of neon. It was like they dialed it up to 11. This movie is too colorful. (laughs) It hurts my eyes. I apologize that I am not adequately describing the plot, but the plot doesn't matter and was stupid. I I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I failed you as a film critic. Um, well, speaking of failure, we tried to talk about this last ep- this uh, next movie yeah. on our noir episode, and everything stopped us from doing that episode. Yeah. Well, we were gonna. Yeah. The yeah. original plan was to talk about Itifak and the original '60s version. Exactly. This did not work. And it was the 60s film that we couldn't get a hold of, not this new film. So, It Effect came out on November 3rd. It's directed by Abe Chopra. It stars Siddharth Mohotra, Sonakshi Sinha, and Akshay Khanna. And I think this is great. This is um, a really engaging, twisty murder mystery. It's kind of told Rashomon style, they said. Yeah, yeah, yeah kind of. So, Siddharth Mohotra plays a novelist. Uh, Another novelist. Another novelist. Who gets uh, wrapped up in um, a double murder. So, Double murder? Yes. So his wife is found in their hotel room, deceased. And he is found in the home of Sanakshi Sinha, and her husband is deceased. Mm. And Siddharth Maholtra and Sanakshi Sinha have different narratives of what happened. And Akshay Khanna has to kind of sort through that and interviews the both of them. And so we get flashbacks of the events from both of their perspectives, and he's trying to figure out who did it. This sounds like a strangers on a train type scenario. Yeah? Yeah. You think so? That's my guess. I haven't seen this yet. I would like to soon, once it becomes available on streaming. But, uh, yeah, if I was a detective, which I kind of am, I would assume that this was a strangers on a train type scenario. For fear of spoilers of this, you can look up what that is. Yeah, I don't want to give anything away. Um, I think there's a lot of... 
Good twists? Yeah, I think there's a lot of good twists. And there's a lot of enjoyment to be had for, for kind of not knowing um, what happens. But, hey, you know, again, like, Siddhartha Maholter is kind of working for me. And Akshay Khanna. Oh, Akshay Khanna is fantastic in this. And I would say it's it's Akshay Khanna's film. Mm. Um, but I think Siddhartha Maholter is really engaging. I'm surprised. And Sanakshi Sinha, of course, is fantastic. So you like Malhotra when he's engaged in murders and spy <laughs> stuff rather than family drama. Maybe it's just that these two films this year with him are just like... The production's just better. The scripts mm-hmm. are just better. Like, maybe, you know, maybe that's what he needs. Um, like, he can't necessarily be the one to kind of elevate the material and carry the film. But if the film itself is good and everything in it is working, then then he's good, you know. Maybe maybe it's the director. So he, maybe he doesn't have the star charisma that can pull a movie kicking and screaming into being good? Mm-hmm. He needs, he needs better material? Yeah, and, and I think here, here, you know, he, he delivers. And it's... Hmm. You know, I'm I'm a sucker for a murder mystery, uh, and this is a really compelling. Compelling. Yeah, this is a really compelling one. It's really mm. engaging. Uh, it and it's it's got some good twists. I don't want to say too much. It's actually kind of dead the whole time. I'm not you gonna, could tell I'm me. Not oh, gonna okay. say too much. Um, moving uh, on to Karab Karab single. This came out with, with two L's. This came out November 10th, directed by Tanuja Chandra, stars Irfan Khan, um, Parvathi, and Neha Dapia. Uh, this is a movie that, you know, again, I didn't have a lot of expectations hmm. going in, wasn't really that interested in it, and it ended up surprising me. Irfan Khan and Parvathi play a couple who kind of meet over online dating. And at first, she's not really into him, but he's kind of like... He's Is he persistent? He's persistent, yeah. He's kind of persistent, and he kind of convinces her to go on a trip with him to meet his ex-girlfriends. Wow, he must be really good at convincing people to do things. <laughs> so, even though they don't really seem to like each other, they, you know, go on this this trip to, to meet his ex-girlfriends so that she can kind of learn what's so great about him Hmm. and he ends up like abandoning her many times on this trip so he abandons her on a train he abandons her on a plane and over the course of the film they both kind of warm to one another but also she kind of finds her independence and and kind of finds herself again she's Hmm. she's been kind of um you know, just kind of being someone's aunt for a while and being dismissed and is just kind of at work and hasn't really had, you know, like a sense of self. And so this film is not just kind of about this romance that develops between the two of them, but it's also about this older woman, um, older, like she's not that old. She's in her 40s? <laughs> yeah, she's not that old, but it's about her kind of like, you know, again, reinventing herself and kind of... Getting her groove back. Getting her groove back. Yeah. I I really like this movie. I think it's really, it's it's really charming. Is Irfan Khan... Sorry. Is Irfan Khan just a weird flirter? Just think about... He uh, is kind of a similar th- character here as he is in Life in a Metro. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Just, there's a name, Monty in that one? <laughs> yeah. And he's just kind of like nagging people the whole time? Yeah. He's kind of similar here. Um, but so yeah, is, is just, he serving as the way for her to get her group back rather than as the main character, basically? Yeah, basically. I hmm. guess he's a bit like a Manic Pixie Dream dude, in a sense. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's just... I 
I like movies about um, kind of <laughs> people who aren't super young. I don't want to say older people because, again, they're not that old. They're older than you. But they are older than the majority of romantic comedies. Um, the majority of um, kind of people that you see in romantic comedies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, yeah, this film is mature. That's what I'm looking for. This film is mature in a way that you don't find most Bollywood romantic comedies. And I think that's important to see. That's also something he does and well. I really the lunchbox in the medium. Yeah. He's, you know, he's not playing to the gray hair set, but he does do movies for older people. Yeah, for adults. It's an adult movie mm-hmm. without being like an adult movie. <laughs> yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, our next film is, is similar in that sense. Um, Tamari Sulu. It's directed by Rushi Chadari, and it stars Vidya Balan, Manav Kohl, Vijay Maruya, Neha Dapia again, and Abhishek Sharma. And Ayushman Karana in a cameo as himself. Ayushman Karana. Huh. Um, I've seen wildly different reports on the quality of this movie. Yeah! I was really looking forward to this. I love Vidya Balan. It, it didn't entirely come together for me. The film is about her coming, becoming a radio DJ. She at first enters a contest to win a rice cooker, so she goes down there to pick it up and sees, sees that there's a contest to find a new DJ and says, like, oh, I'd like to try that out. And everyone at the studio is kind of shocked because she's a housewife. Um, but she proves to be very successful at it because everyone finds her voice sexy. Hmm. Well, I do. Meanwhile, yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, uh, her her home life is falling apart because she's been like working nights at this radio station, and you know there's drama going on with her son at school that they're unaware of. Um, you know, a lot of like uh, trading Sunny Leone videos, and her husband is being uh, undermined at work, and so because she has this job, her life is falling apart, and then you kind of feel like. The film comes to the conclusion that, like, it was a bad thing for her to take this job. Hmm. I think the film wants to, you know, be a strong statement about the value that middle-aged women have in society, but ends up kind of undercutting it a lot. Hmm. That must be why people were so mixed on it. Yeah, and so I think ultimately, like, the message of the film is really confused and has a kind of a happy ending tacked on. Hmm. I I really wanted to like this, but I just I thought it was muddled. Sounds messy. It it is, and I just What's her... I ultimately didn't like where it went, and I think thematically it's yeah. confused. What's her DJ style? Is she like a Fraser Crane type, or no? She just kind of like says sexy things and laughs into the microphone, and that's the other thing is like her DJ show doesn't seem that great either. Hmm. Like, yeah, it it unfortunately I thought was kind of a disappointment. Hmm. Well. This brings us to the big one, Matt, and our last film. Tigers into Hay, which uh, we talked about in our last episode. Yeah. So uh, we've really gone over this one in depth, but uh, for a little refresh, December 22nd came out and dominated the box office because it was supposed to be going up against (laughs) Padmavati. That did not happen. Yeah. So it was wide open. Yeah. Uh, So Alia Abbas Safar and stars Samakhan Khan, Katrina Kaif, Paresh Wawal and Sayyad Delafuz. And yeah, uh, features the secret agent Tiger and secret agent Zoya back in action after, mm. what, five or six years or so. And they have to go rescue a bunch of nurses in uh, the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we both like this movie quite a bit, actually. 
we have a soft spot for 80s action type films yeah. and this would fit in with a commando or a rambo it's pretty good yeah it's a lot of fun and i i appreciate the the kind of the overarching message of the film of india and pakistan kind of coming together and and working together i think that kind of gave um it kind of it didn't add depth to the film no but i think it i think it gave it um kind of an important message it kind of like added something to it of just of being more than just kind of a shoot 'em up if that doesn't say you want it there is an isis guy named brian <laughs> And he looks like... Ryan! Ryan. There's yeah. an ISIS guy named Ryan, and he looks like he's off the set of the movie The Departed, because he's basically a big Irish guy who's in ISIS, which is called ISC in this movie. Yeah. But uh, in an effort to not offend anyone of various faiths, the, it is a very multicultural terrorist organization that they're up against, including Ryan. Ryan yeah. the terrorist. And Katrina Cape On loan from the IRA in some sort of terrorism draft. And Katrina Cape is fantastic as, as Zoya. If we could say that kind of one of the um, overarching themes of a lot of the best films in, in Bollywood this year is kind of uh, women uh, kind of reacting to oppression, as mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier, in one way or she another. She reacts the shit out of it. Yeah, she does. <laughs> she, like, she takes them out. Um, there's a bit of a, of, of a rape revenge subplot here that is super satisfying and yeah. really well done. Yeah, you want to see some guys get owned. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, well, that was our uh, our back half of 2017 in Bollywood. Yeah. I'm looking forward to 2018. I'm, Me too. Uh, Padmavati. Um, Sacred Games is going to be really interesting. Yeah. I can't wait to see that on Netflix. Um, we have not released uh, Mukabaz here, which no. I would really, really like to see. We love Annie Wright Cash App. Movies about boxers. You know, that's totally up my alley. Hopefully it comes out here at some point so we can see it. Yeah. There's also going to be a film where Shower Khan plays a dwarf. Yeah. So, that that's one. happening. Who knows about that one? <laughs> and uh, is Gully Boy this year too? I hope so. Yeah, Ranveer Singh and Zoya Akhtar. That's a that's a good combination. I hope so. Yeah, there's there's a lot to look forward to. Um, it's hard to know, you know, what's going to be in these films until posters and trailers are released, and even then, it's really hard to say uh, what the film's going to be about. So we don't like to do a lot of speculating about stuff to come. Mm-hmm. We prefer to do this wrap up about what came out. Uh, but you know, there, there is some stuff on the horizon that could be good and will certainly be interesting. Speaking of uh, historical epics, our next episode is going to be on two of them Yeah, because, you know, hopefully we'll have seen Pabopity by then too, but we're going to focus on, uh, two, uh, maybe a 10 year old ones. Yeah. So we're going to be looking at Joda Akbar and Ashoka. Mm-hmm. So look for that in two weeks. In the meantime, Matt, how can people keep up with the show? Well, <laughs> it's a long one. We did it. Uh, check us and out. I'm on... still a little stuffed up. <laughs> yeah. Well, you heard it here, folks. You, you're getting the full experience of what it's like to live there. And thank you to, for getting um, for getting to this point with us. It's it's hard to do these episodes because some of these movies. You know, you haven't thought about it in months. <laughs> and there's a lot of names to pronounce. There's a lot of names to pronounce. Some of these movies you haven't thought about in months. Yeah. Like, I never thought I'd have to... Talk or, about Gomal again. Yeah, exactly. I never thought that... I'd have to try to explain the pl- plot of Gomal again, even though I know I do this episode every year. But. Yeah. 
anyway, you can find us on Facebook. Just look up Bollywood is for Lovers. Check us out on Tumblr, Bollywood is for Lovers at Tumblr.com. On Twitter, at Bollywood Pod. I'm at Matt underscore B O W E S. I'm at Erin E. Fraser, E R N E F A S E R. You can also listen to selected episodes on G Radio. Yeah, and, and the CKUA radio app. Yes. We're on there. Uh, please leave us a rating and review on iTunes. It really helps people discover the show. We've had a couple new uh, reviews lately, and we really appreciate them. And while you're subscribing to our show on iTunes, if you haven't already, please <laughs> subscribe to uh, the other show that I do, Trash Out the Movies with Paul Matwichek. Yeah, if you like a big uh, year-end megasode, Aaron has just <laughs> finished one yesterday. Yes, yesterday. A three-hour episode. Yeah, yesterday we did three hours of uh, our top ten, the top ten best films of 2017, according to us. And Paul and I had drastically different lists, so it's like 20-plus movies in three hours. Uh, I am so tired. You have talked a lot. <laughs> I've talked a lot about a lot of movies um, that I saw months ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm ready to like, you know, wrap up 2017 and move into 2018, and you know, and and, and think about new movies. Cool. All right. Um, yeah. So thank you very much for listening all the way through the <laughs> year-end wrap-up, and we'll see you in two weeks.